0: Praise God. Amen. Aren't you thankful that he hears our cry and he understands where we are? I'm so very appreciative of the wonderful presence of the Lord that we feel today. And I'm happy to be in the house of God. And uh, thank you, Brother Williams, for just speaking your heart to us today. And thank you uh, for the Word of God. It is restorative. It is our hope. It is our help. And I wouldn't take anything in this world for the privilege to be in the house of the Lord today. Again, I want to say on behalf of Sister Boyd and I, um, I again, just thank you for the events of last weekend. We are humbled beyond what we have the capacity to say, but uh, the dinner on Saturday night and our special service, the comments on Saturday night, and then during the service last Sunday and, and uh, your gift to us, we're just we're just appreciative. We, we don't take anything for granted. And uh, we are thankful that God has given us these 30 years together. And it just doesn't seem real. It just absolutely doesn't seem real. But I believe God can touch us and help us to experience even greater things in our future. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Amen. I want the Spirit of the Lord to touch us and help us uh, beyond anything we could dare think or imagine. I want to say again thank you for your participation in our 21 days of consecration. and. We don't want it to end now. Amen. What we're trying to do is plant seed in all of our heart and help us. And, and uh, so our dedicated times of prayer every day, whatever that may have been in your life, stay to that schedule. Amen. We've already given birth to something in our heart. And so let's just walk with that and let the Spirit of God touch us today. We're excited at the end of our service this morning, we're going to be baptizing three people in the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, and we're excited about that. Amen. We're looking forward to that today, and we're going to be baptizing Richard and, and uh, Jessica. We are we just love them and appreciate them so much. We're excited about that. Amen. 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 And most recently, Trevor has been attending service here with a guest of the Royals, and we have been delighted to make your acquaintance and looking forward to to the Lord just planting you folks right here. Amen. Not a revolving door, but let's just pray for roots to take place here and ask God to touch them. We're happy to have Sister Mary Smith back with us today. She's been very, very sick. Amen. She has been very, very ill, but we're thankful that the Lord has brought her uh, to be with us again this morning. I want to i want to just uh, follow the leading of the Lord here, if I may, and uh, just share something with you in my heart, and pray that the Lord will help us, and um, I wrote my notes on something. I sure did. Here we go, and uh, I want us to first, and you can just remain seated, but I want us to first go... To the book of Saint Luke, and uh, chapter number two, and um, let's just consider something for a few moments today, and ask the Lord to help us. Um, I'm thankful for all the gifts that I received last weekend, except the cold and the flu. So, whoever gave, whoever passed that along, we're uh, we're praying for you, brother Everett. Told us this morning uh, that. Um, some in the Suwannee County school system or just in Brantford? What those? And just in Brantford, that they had uh, 20 teachers out with the same thing. And one day, one class only had three students. And uh, so it's a tremendous thing that's going around, a couple of different things. And so, um, kind of hard to avoid it every now and then, against your, despite your best effort. But um, we just say, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Amen. Some things are not worth sharing. But uh, we're thankful to be here today. I'm under strict orders not to overdo it. My good friend, brother brother Pat Williams, even called me last night and warned me. He said, "Don't overdo it," and uh, so I'm I'm going to obey those that have rule over me. <laughs> but I do feel something in my heart, and I just want to share it with you today. In the book of Saint Luke, chapter two and verse number um, 21. Saint Luke, chapter two and verse number 21. Um, The Bible says, now, uh, when the eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. And when the days of her purification, speaking of Mary, when the days of her purification were according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law, in as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy unto the Lord, and to offer sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord. And here was her offering, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And uh, when we think about what can we possibly give back to the Lord. Um, Brother Williams, as he began to speak this morning, really had no idea uh, about what the Lord was dealing with me about, but as we think, as he was testifying about what the Lord had done in their life, and that's exactly what he was sharing with us, of where the Lord can take you at the most unsuspecting moments in your life and what he can do with you. When I think about um, how good the Lord has been to me, someone recently uh, sent me something and just said, you know, if if we were to fill out a res- our own resume, if we were to fill out our own resume and just take a snapshot of our life and then somehow look back over that, but just put your hand over the name. Just put your hand over the name of who who's that resume belongs to and you just read word for word what is there. And uh, we would probably look back and reflect and think, my goodness, what a privilege it would be to be that person. And and some of us could look back over our lives and just a few years ago or maybe many years ago, depending on where you are in life, and just see where God has brought us from and what he has done. We, we, We seldom, because we're just so caught up living life one day at a time, we can really look at the things that are deficits in our life and uh, really not see the blessings and all that God has done. But if we were to write them down and chronicle them and list them one by one, I know to some degree that would be an impossibility, but we can certainly look over and name the significant moments in our life and the things that God has done, where the Lord has brought us from and, and what he has done for us. How could we ever praise him enough and I'm not trying to sound superficial. I'm asking a serious question. How could we ever worship him enough for the things that God has done for us? Here is, here is an unsuspecting, unwitting uh, virgin named Mary. Uh, you know the story of uh, the mother of Jesus who was essentially minding her own business and has an angelic visitation that there's going to be in your womb the Son of God. And, he, and he's going to be born, and yet miraculously, you're going to remain a virgin. And uh, she was espoused to Joseph. And here is Mary and Joseph that uh, had enough faith to exercise in the voice of God and the word and direction of God that this is, in fact, what we will do. Here is a lady that had given birth to the Messiah. And so, God had done such a miracle in her life, not just to choose her to be the one to give life to Jesus Christ. But the also the miraculous journey of that being a virgin birth, and uh, we have just come through a season where we've been reflecting about that a whole lot. And so, if you think about how 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 in completely humbled and blessed that she must have been, that God would choose her of all the candidates walking the face of the earth, that God would choose her. And so if it comes time now to give something back to God, what could we possibly give to the Lord? I don't know about you, but there are times in, in prayer, there are times in praise and worship, I, I feel like my vocabulary is just woefully inadequate to say thank you enough to the Lord. I want Wind up just saying thank you because I don't really know how to underline it. I don't know how I don't know how to pronounce each syllable and and to to uh underline each one to truly convey uh, how I truly how I truly feel about the Lord. I have this consolation in prayer. I have this consolation in praise and worship that the Bible says he is a discerner of the thought and the intent of my heart and so I believe my heart contains some things that I cannot even convey words that I can't even really put into a sentence to say thank you and so when when I say thank you I think there's a whole lot that falls between those bookends and I have great confidence that God has the ability to read the intention of my heart and so what, what I'm going to do is when I come into the House of worship, whether it is corporately like this or I go into a season of private prayer, I want to give God what I have. I may not feel like it's enough, and, and, and if we were to measure it all out, if I were to lay it out on the table, you may even agree that it's not enough, but I'm going to bring God what i have. And so we may come into the service and think what could i possibly contribute? Well i just want to admonish you bring and give what you have. Contribute what you can. I'm thankful when we think about uh, giving of course uh, all of our giving is not just in, in monetary terms, it's not just financial dollars and cents, but he, but if we do would think about that for just a moment in the giving uh, of to global missions and north american missions and whatever else we may do. When we give, when we come together, if we bring what we can, if you do what you can, somebody else does what they can, if we bring what we have, it's amazing to me how collectively and corporately that... Uh, that the, the Lord can touch that and anoint that and how much that turns out to be. Uh, as maybe some of you know, you follow perhaps some of the things on Facebook. This past week, uh, through Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, was the annual conference because of the times convened in uh, Alexandria, Louisiana. And during that, uh, I began to read reports of how a spirit of giving just began to move in one of the services toward global missions. And in that conference alone, some six hundred and eighty something thousand dollars was raised for global missions around the world. Not one person in that building had six hundred eighty thousand dollars. Amen but but when, we, when somebody said you know what the devil would say well because you only have this little bit or this two dollars or this five dollars or this ten dollars what is that against but when we bring what we have there is no telling what God can do with that as he begins to bless that and so when we come into the house of worship to give our praise and our prayer to him I'm gonna tell you I would love to be able to play the piano uh, like some of the people here in this church play the piano when I listen to them sometimes I'm standing over there and I'm watching them and they make it look so easy I'm thinking you know what I believe I can do that I should be able to do that but when I slip back over here on Monday morning when nobody's here and try it it just doesn't quite sound the same and uh, uh, so I'm just going to do what I can I'm going to bring what I can I'm not going to be held hostage because I can't do what somebody else is doing and so here is is Mary the mother of Jesus a woman who is going to have her name eternally written in the pages of glory a name who's not only going to live throughout all the ages but Mary is a name that is known across all religious all religious ties all religious connections here is a mother a woman whose name is going to is going to live on in infamy and so when she comes to the lord she doesn't have a whole lot to bring in light of what's happened in her life but the scripture says that she's going to be obedient and she's going to bring what she has and bring that to the lord i'm thankful to the hat to the to the to the, to the spirit of God to the kingdom of God that he doesn't grade it the Bible says in the ministry of Jesus when they were receiving an offering that there was a widow woman that came and she had two mites and he was standing there and he watched what she has given and so she may have given the least amount monetarily but Jesus said she has given more than anybody here because she has given her all and it's not what It's not what we have left or it's not what we have to give. It's what we have left after we give. That's what truly makes the difference. And so when I come to the house of God, I want to throw it all on the line. I don't know about you. I want to give God my very, very best. To me, a Wednesday night service is no different than a Sunday morning service. I don't pray any less on Wednesday night. I don't, I don't prepare any less for a Wednesday night message. You know why? Because it may be the last message I ever have the opportunity to preach. I don't sing any lighter on Wednesday night, saving myself for Sunday. Amen. Why? Because God is worthy. I'm gonna bring what I have to the house of God and I'm gonna give that to him and I wanna give everything that I have in every service. I pray that when every service is done, we can all walk out and say, we laid everything on the line. I gave my best. I sang my best. I remember years ago, some of the maybe... The preachers may understand uh, the depth of this statement uh, a little bit more, perhaps, than others. But Brother Mooney said several years ago, he said, You know, sometimes the Lord may give you a a message, and uh, you're going to preach that on Wednesday night. And that's your Wednesday night message, and, and you, you're just, you just can't hardly wait for the hour to get there. And when you get there, that was the night it started raining. That was the night it was the coldest. That was the night that the crowd was the thinnest. And he said, there is a tendency to say, you know what, I'm going to save this for Sunday. Amen. You preachers understand what I'm saying, there, right? I'm gonna he said, but don't ever do that because what God has given you for that moment, there's somebody there that needs it at that moment. And there's a powerful lesson in that. I want to give God my very, very best. I've I've heard people say, man, you know, well, it, it's it's just such and such kind of service on this day. But if you really want to see a move of God, come back on such and such day. Let me tell you, I hope that we never fall under the banner of that. I say if you want to see a move of God, come. When those doors open, be here. Amen. Because that's when we're planning on having a move of the Holy Ghost. I, I was, like many of us, to, uh, every year we begin reading through uh, the Bible again and whatever what system you may use to do that. But I found myself in the book of Leviticus uh, this week. Uh, earlier in the week, and and as I begin to read in Leviticus 12, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk through this here with you f- real quickly if we can. The book of Leviticus, chapter 12, in verse number one. There's only eight verses here, and so I'm gonna take the time to read all of them. In Leviticus 12, is talking about the time of purification for a, a woman that has given birth to a child, and and the the Bible says, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a woman have conceived seed and born a man child, then she shall be unclean seven days according to the days of the separation for her infirmity shall she be unclean. And in the eighth day the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. And she shall then continue in the blood of her purifying Three and thirty days, or thirty-three days, she shall touch no hallowed thing, nor come into the sanctuary, until the days of your purifying be fulfilled. But if she bear a maid child, if she bear a girl, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her separation, and she shall continue in the blood of your purifying three score and six days, or sixty-six days. When the days of her purifying are fulfilled for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for the sin offering unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation unto the priest. Verse 7, the Bible says, Who shall offer it before the Lord and make an atonement for her, and she shall be cleansed from from the issue of her blood? This is the law. For her that hath born a male or a female. Verse 8, the Bible says, And if she be not able to bring a lamb, then she shall bring two turtles. and Actually, that is two turtle doves, or two young pigeons, and one for the burnt offering and the other for the sin offering. And the priest shall make an atonement for her, and she shall... Be clean. I am very thankful whenever I begin to read through the word of the Lord, when I see the fairness, the balanced nature of God. Amen. Because in that day, just like in this day, there were the haves and the, and the have-nots. Amen. There were those that lived here and those that lived here. But the Lord said, I'm going to make it accessible for whosoever will. Whatever you have, amen, if you you don't, not whatever you have, but if you don't have what it may take that somebody else can bring in, I'm going to make a provision for you to be able to go to the priest, and the priest is going to offer that unto the Lord, and you know what? It's going to serve the self-same purpose, but it was according to what you have. Now, if somebody had the means to have a lamb, I'm going to tell you that a turtle dove or a pigeon would not do because God knew what they had, the, the capacity to give. Can I tell you today that God knows when we walk in the door what we have, the capacity to give. And so we can't just give a little patty cake for Jesus. That may be all some people can do. That may be because of the circumstances of their life, whether that's spiritually or physically or emotionally. Amen. God sees the heart. And so I can't come in when I have the ability to do more and offer God less but the Lord says if you don't have what it takes to come in and give me a lamb if you'll bring me a turtle dove or if you'll bring me a pigeon I'm going to put that in the hands of the priest and when the priest offers that on your behalf it's going to equal that the greatest lamb it's going to equal the most beautiful lamb it'll equal anything that anybody else brought I don't know, I don't know how all this plays out and pardon my humanity getting in the way here for just a moment if you deem it's in the way but I just wonder when everybody's coming in to offer their, when everybody's coming in to give their offerings, I just wonder if humans then weren't sort of like humans today and those that had lambs, you know, I mean it's pretty obvious if you got a lamb, you probably got him in some kind of a cart, you've got him in some kind of a means to get him there or maybe you're leading them or or whatever it may be and if you have got a a dove or if you've got a pigeon it seems apparent to me that it would be in some kind of a cage now, I'm just letting my little weak mind wander here but it just seems like to me the point I'm driving at that it would be pretty obvious when you came to worship what each person had the, the ability to give I mean we can't see that today amen but, but when you hear a family coming up and, and, and they've got a bleeding lamb you can hear that lamb bleeding And you're standing there holding your turtle dove and I'm not going to try to bleat like a lamb and I'm sure not going to try to make a sound like a dove. But you can hear there's going to be a line of differentiation. You can tell what somebody has. What I'm saying is it would be very, very easy to be standing there to make your offering and give it to the priest and feel pretty inadequate. If you're holding a cage with a little bird in it and somebody else has got a spotless and an unblemished lamb that they've been raising and there it is, it's the prettiest lamb, the greatest thing that a man has ever been able to see it would be very easy to want to go hide somewhere, crawl behind a bush say I don't know if I can do this because everybody else here seems to be so much more blessed than me but something about those people said I've got to give God something and he made a provision you may not be able to sing like those that can get up here and sing and keep everything in order and in harmony, you may not be able to teach like others could teach or to organize like somebody else can organize a program. But I'll tell you today that if we can bring God what we have, If all I have is a turtle dove, I'm going to bring that to the Lord because he made provision that I can come to the house of the Lord and I can give God something that's going to be just as acceptable in his sight as anything else. I'm going to tell you today I'm thankful to serve a God that said I understand exactly where you are and you know what, just because this is where you are today is not an indication of where you're going to be tomorrow. And so today you may have some real Deficits going on in your life. Today, you may have some real problems going on in your life. I'm not here to minimize that, but I am here to tell you that no matter how hard it rains, it doesn't rain forever. And no matter how dark the night, it is not night forever. Amen. The Bible says joy comes in the morning. And so, if you can just bring that turtle dove or bring that pigeon into the Lord, Put that in the hands of the priest. Let that sweet smelling savor go up and you don't know what God is going to be able to do with what we offer him in the end. Let's clap our hands. Can we do that to the Lord? Amen. Any Sunday school teachers here, remember your very first Sunday school is a lead teacher. When they close that door behind you, I mean, you have been in the wings of somebody else for a long time. You've been holding on to the coattail of somebody else a long time. You've been watching somebody else a long time. You have been there to be trained, to be helped, somebody to mentor you, somebody to teach, somebody to share. And you're making mental notes. And then all of a sudden, it is your day. And the door closes behind you. And you look around. And you just gave God what you had. Amen. I remember I, I remember uh, my very first sermon. Uh, this coming March the 2nd will be 37 years ago on a Tuesday night. I preached from the book of Kings in chapter 18 where Elijah was on Mount Carmel and how the prophets of Baal were stood down by this mighty man of God. I'm going to tell you, I read all of my scriptures. I told every little I- illustration I could share. I preached my heart out. Altar call and all was probably all under six or seven minutes. But in my mind, I had about three days worth of material. This is going to be a conference. I mean, they don't know it. We're going to have day services and night services. It's going to take a while to discharge everything that God has given me. And now I finally have an opportunity to do that. I was woefully, I I, I do remember this, and I don't want any of you to start longing for these days again. But back then, everything was recorded on cassette tapes, and you could get, Uh, uh, 30 minute cassette tapes Uh, you could get uh, the most common 30 minute you could get uh, 60 minute and even 90 minute cassette tapes and I remember after a while that our sound personnel finally found an outlet where they could order 15 minute cassette tapes because they knew that I wasn't even going to burn up half of just one they were tired of using up all them cassette tapes on my little 6 and 7 minute sermons now you just keep all your opinions in the opinion box there if you will but i'm just going to tell you i mean you have to start somewhere i was i was held hostage by that for a long time but god's helped me to get over it God has helped me to get over some of that. Amen. You got to give God what you have. You got to give your very best. You got to lay it on the line. It may not come out like you planned it, it may not come out like you dreamed about it coming out, but we have to start somewhere and put that in the hands of one that can do something with it. Amen. I just feel like the Lord, amen, is going to speak something to our heart here today. Here is young Mary. She doesn't have a whole lot, especially in light of what God has done in her life. She doesn't seem like she has a whole lot to offer. Clearly, she must have been on the other side of the economic line. If you're on this side, you can bring a lamb. But if you're on this side, whatever that criteria may have been, then you bring a a turtle dove or you bring a pigeon it seems pretty apparent that she was on the wrong side so to speak in the eyes of mankind I don't know if she felt shame I don't know if she felt embarrassed I don't know if she felt indifferent toward those or intimidated by those that have beautiful lambs to offer unto the Lord but this is what we do know she brought what she had unto the Lord she gave what she had unto the Lord amen that day was a very important day in her life because she said, I need to fulfill what is written in the law of Moses because I have born a child. I've born a man child. And because of this, I've got to bring a sacrifice unto the Lord. Or I get to bring a sacrifice unto the Lord. Today I can only bring, and she could only bring a turtle dove. Or she could only bring a pigeon to the Lord. But I going to tell you, because Mary was willing to bring what she had. Because Mary was willing to give what she could. She couldn't offer a lamb that day. But there was coming today she was didn't even realized she was offering the lamb. amen she had given the world she only had a dove she only had a pigeon to offer to man on that day to the priest on that day but you see God was working on something because it was going to be in John chapter 1 and verse 29 that that John would look at Jesus and point and say behold the lamb of God which taketh away the sin of the world I'm going to tell you today that if we can just bring God what we have if you'll just give God what you can you say well I don't know if I can pray an hour I don't know if I can pray 30 minutes here's my advice you give God what you can amen you give God what you can and don't be intimidated by, by what you cannot you know why because prayer is a living organism it is a live seed and when we begin to pray we develop a prayer life you say well, I don't know if I can read the Bible every day I don't know if I can read this many chapters every day you read what you can because it is, is a living thing and that word is alive and it's a seed and it'll get in your heart it'll be quick to your mind amen have you ever been There, that the Lord would quicken some scripture to your mind in the time of need. That's what he said to his disciples. He said, Take no thought of what you're going to say. Amen. When that time comes, I'm going to fill your mouth with words. I'm going to give you what to say. And so I'll tell you this morning that if we will give God what we can, if we will give God what we have, if we will say, Lord, here it is. I want to give you my very all. I want to give you my very best. It may in your eyes be woefully inadequate. But I'm going to tell you, when we give it by faith, what we have, we have no idea what God is going to allow us to give birth to. It may have been a turtle dove today, Mary, but you are given the lamb of God. Amen. You're given a turtle dove to the priest today, but you're going to give a lamb to the world today. in in days to come. I'm thankful for the Lamb of God. I'm thankful for the power of God. And I'm thankful for a walk with God. And I can tell you there are days that life may seem so turbulent. And your arms may seem so inadequately short. And our prayer and our worship may seem to fall so short. But I say, God, I'm going to bring what I have to you. It may not be what I could have offered yesterday. And it may not be what I'm going to plan to offer you tomorrow. But I'm going to bring what I have and let God do something with it. Amen. Give what you have. Give what you have. I'm going to ask you to stand. Would you praise God? Our musicians are going to come we're going to ask our baptismal candidates to get ready and we're going to baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and amen we're believing that you're going to do more than just get wet yes. amen. amen because as we go into the, as we walk in the obedience of the word of God. As we walk in into and in with the favor of God, his spirit is going to anoint. Amen. There can be a Holy Ghost infilling while you're in the baptistry. Amen. There can be healing physically while you're in the baptistry, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I remember a man years ago saying, when I stepped into the water, he said, that water flowed through my legs. Amen. I think I knew what he was talking about. I think I could relate to what he was talking about. I want to give God what I can. I'm asking this church church. Amen. I believe that we ought to be more intentional in, in this hour than we have ever been because of what time it is. Because of what time it is. The Bible talks about the sons of Issachar. If you want to read something today, read look up the sons of Issachar. The greatest compliment we could give the sons of Issachar was they had an understanding of the times. And if we knew what time it was now I believe most people could say we're guilty at some point we have an appointment we've been sitting around waiting for that appointment and you get distracted doing something and all, somebody, all of a sudden somebody says hey you know what time it is and you're thinking wow I mean a moment ago I had a couple of hours and now it seems like the time has slipped up on us have an understanding of the times what time it is. What time it is. And so I say if we could ask God for anything, I pray that God would help us to have an understanding of what time it is. When you see the sun setting, you better do whatever you're going to do. Because it's going to catch you at dark. Amen. You're going to have to know what time it is. And so I pray in the, in the most sincere sense that God would help us to give what we have with an understanding of what time it is. Give it with intention. Give it with purpose. Amen. And let one service go by that we just give God a little bit. Just give God a portion of what we have. Give God a portion of what we could give. But I want to give Him everything that I can. Amen. Church, can we worship the Lord? Amen. Let's magnify His name. Amen. Our praise team going to help us. We're going to sing. We're going to magnify the Lord. I want you to help us today. Pray that God, that God would touch us in this house. Amen. Let's pray for Richard and Jessica and Trevor today and ask God to move in their life in a very significant way. What a special time. What a special day. Amen. What a no better way. No better way to end our 21 days of prayer and fasting. No better way to end our 21 days of prayer and fasting.